we have single moms out there working two jobs trying to make trying to make ends meet to have their kid in all-star cheerleading and then for someone else just to up and move you're just going to disrupt the team without telling anyone it's just flat out selfish right and we're on this is the let's talk cheer podcast and i'm your host jason larkin where we talk cheer we talk life and we talk whatever comes to mind five six seven eight let's get started Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 137. Not sure if there's going to be a 138, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today's episode is nothing short of a roller coaster. We've got a burning question from one of our listeners dealing with those tricky situations where parents become the drama we as coaches never signed up for. Then we have parents dealing with drama as well. Rumor has it an athlete is planning on moving across the country after the showcase without even a heads up up to the coaches and finally it's a cold world out there people are gyms playing fair when they poach talent from other programs it's a hot topic and we've got some thoughts but before we get into that if you are new welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike and when we can bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches new episodes every tuesday on spotify on apple Podcasts, and on google Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother. Love you, mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pablo representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our mate Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin, truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to do so, but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show, the best free way is to share this podcast. Simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and ask the questions that you guys have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more what's good. <laughs> okay, first thing. I noticed, like, this is so random, but this is real and raw. So, you know, we put up the reels or whatever, and there's, like, a couple recent ones of me. And I just, like, look like a haggard hot mess. <laughs> 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 like, for 
for real just rolled out of bed? Like, what the heck? I'm like, these poor people are like, oh, they're going to be like, Jason, where's B more at a competition? Oh, she's right here. And they're like, that ain't her. She looks totally different. <laughs> that ain't her. <laughs> but, you know, in my defense, um, we record usually on my days off. So no woman wants to wear makeup on her days off, yeah. you know? So this yeah. is what the people get, the real me. I feel yeah, Yeah, mama ain't getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. you get. Nope, absolutely you know so not. funny. You know, I have to pick a shirt to record in, right? Because I wake up uh-huh. in the morning, I do my thing, but you know, I'm usually in my PJs too, and then we go record. And I always mm-hmm. think to myself, if I go viral, what shirt do I want to be wearing like during this? You know, so, <laughs> you know. So that's you always. I heard. I used to hear this like on TV shows. Like you wear clean underwear just in case you get just in case you get a car accident and they gotta cut your pants off. <laughs> I'm like, all right, oh I wear clean God. underwear always. So you're always prepared to go viral, and I'm just like, it oh, is what it is. This is me. Yeah. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Always prepare. That's why your boy's rocking the polo right now, just in case. Right. You never know. I'm not trying to end up oh, on gosh. Ellen. And then <laughs> Two million views later, I'm on Ellen looking a hot mess. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be me. So anyways, yeah. aside from me always looking a hot mess, because that is real life, things are going good. We just came from a one-day competition in Ontario this weekend. And, you know, I got some things to say about that, but... It's kind of nice, you know, we've, we're back in practices, we have a little bit of a break, and then we're going to like full on get into cheer comp season. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that, but I'm kind of glad that we have a break in between, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday and then comp, sk- comp weekends and then a little bit of a break. So yeah. We're going, baby. We're going. Real quick, speaking of the competition this weekend, I have to give a shout out to Mandy Morgan, owner, cheer director, OC All-Stars. She had a kid the day before the competition. Now, OC All-Stars did their showcase at the same venue. So we were at the Ontario Convention Center. OC mm-hmm. All-Stars had their showcase in the morning, you know, hosted by TSN. And then another, I think South Bay 360, another cheer program had their showcase right after OC All-Stars. And then the cheer competition started, right? All hosted by TSN. Mandy's there. She's walking around. She still had like a little, I guess, pregnant belly, right? I'm thinking she's still pregnant. <laughs> she's And she's like, yep, just popped him out. Something Cooper, you know, Brady Cooper. I might just made that up. I think Cooper. Right, but she's like, Yeah, Thomas braided Cooper just had him. I'm like, Did she say she just had him? (laughs) And she was at the competition, like coaching the day after she had a kid. So, shout out to Mandy. You know, I've never had a kid before, but you know, just knowing what I know on. You know, when Ashley had Joey, she wasn't going to be at a competition the next day, like running an event. So maybe yours stronger than Ash B, but shout out to Mandy. That was, that's just amazing. So, all right, here we go. B, what's going on? How'd you, how'd you like the competition? What'd you think? You know, give it to us. Okay. Cheer coaches, is your routine a hot mess? Okay, maybe not hot mess, but you know that if you're going to be competitive, you've got to figure out a way to get your routine cleaner. All right, well, my highly requested training, How to Clean Your Routine, is finally a digital course that you can purchase right now. So no more blah performances. Click the link in the show notes and get ready for crispy, clean routines. I wrote, I was writing notes as we were at the competition. <laughs> I remember Ryan's all, what are you doing? I'm all writing notes. We're going to talk about this. You're like, they're going to get the, you're like a food critic. They're like, Keith Lee's here. <laughs> Make sure you're in your best. Right. 
Oh, gosh. So I noticed that they changed. I mean, first thing when a parents walk in is like seating, right? I did notice that they changed the way the seating was this year, which honestly, I wasn't like too crazy about it, but I wasn't opposed to it. So it was just like, okay, cool for me. I did think it was really cool that they, you know, created like a little pit. I'm going to be beating a dead horse because if you know me, I always say this. Did they not have the pit last year? No, they didn't. Okay, yeah. So that was cool. I was glad that they, you know, created that. But, you know, like I always say, like they're managing the pit is like, I would do such a great job at that if that was my job. So that was kind of rough, I feel like, because you know, they the teams came off stage and then they, you know, talked to somebody and he gave him like a little review or whatever he said. I don't know. But a lot of like athletes that had already performed stood up there and listened to what they were saying. So it didn't like they weren't moving out of the way. So the next team that was on deck could go and watch their kids, you know, so it took them a while to move. Oh, yeah. So the, the parents, you mean? Yes. And the parents would stay. Yeah. So real quick, just to paint everyone's picture or to paint the picture for everyone who doesn't know exactly exactly what we're talking about. So the athletes would perform on the stage as they would perform. After they were done, there was a performance judge. He doesn't actually give a score. He just gives general feedback on how he felt the routine when highlights, lowlights of the routine and gives the feedback directly to the athletes as soon as they're done performing. So in this case, they've done it for years, but in this case, what they do is they come straight off the stage, like straight off in front, right in front of the parent viewing. And yeah, I noticed what you're saying. The parents who were in the pit would stay right behind the performance judge and listen to what the feedback was to the kids like hey you know what's he saying or whatever so yeah so you're saying that clogged up the pit for the next families coming in yes exactly and then there was like two entrances and so it wasn't really entrance and exit so you had people coming in from both sides which made it a cluster when you were like leaving but like I said this is me I always talk about the parent pit section like that's my thing I don't know why the there was a couple people to meet that came up to me and were like, is the sound system a little wonky? Um, And I didn't notice it at all. Like when the athletes were performing, there was a couple times when the judge or the announcer was making a couple announcements that the sound system was a little wonky, but I didn't really, Mm -hmm. I didn't really care because I'm like, Oh, the music's great when the athletes are performing. Like that's really all we care about. Mm -hmm. Junior white for American, their stunts are amazing. Like so, so good. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I loved their stunts. Their stunts were great. There was a team that it was a youth level one team that had spotters on the floor. And I wrote this in my notes to ask you, like, why did they have spotters on the floor? Those kids might be a hot mess. I don't know. Those, you know, got to keep these athletes safe. You can provide, I do believe you are able to provide your own spotters. I think you are. No one does it really anymore. But back in the day, you know, back like when I was cheering and they still do it in college cheer they have the spotters like the competition provides spotters Mm -hmm. for you know the routines jams still will ask you if you want actually i don't even think jams does it but i know recently they were i feel like they were the last program to have spotters on the floor for all-stars but the routines have gotten so intricate in all-star cheerleading that you don't know like spotters were getting in the way of people yeah right um i remember they got in the way of my college team we had we had baskets going up and so the spotters came up to like spot the baskets but then we had tumblers going through the windows of the baskets and they got in, in Angela's way. She couldn't do her pass or whatever. And so I had to tell the spotters like, hey, 
one of the spires actually had, we had the staff together years ago. And I was like, hey man, we had some tumblers that code through during that part of the routine. And I remember there's a cool video of it. I can find it. And I remember when that that part came on, he like told the other spotter to stand back. It was pretty cool. I like really appreciate that. He told the other spotter to stand back. The girl did a tumbling pass and then they went and spotted the baskets. Mm-hmm. So I do believe in the rules that you can provide your own spotters if you want to, they're not allowed to touch anything. Yeah. I mean, they can touch a, they can't like save a stunt, but they can like save an athlete from dying if they're going to like hit the ground, um, like on a stunt. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'll get a text message. You know who you are. You know the rules. You'll tell me. But I, I think you can if you want to. But anyway, no, no one really does it. Yeah, they must have like asked for it or something. And the team was a hot mess. I'm, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything like that. But they were a hot mess. Um, <laughs> and when the spotters came on the floor, which I'm assuming they're probably their coaches, <laughs> Ryan looked at me and was like, why are they on the floor? I'm like, they must be for spotters. Mm-hmm. And then they did a couple stunts. And he's all, that's why they're on the floor. <laughs> so wild. but i i was just like i i've seen spotters before like i truly have i mean i remember going to jams and there being you know some really high level team there and they had spotters on the floor but i you just don't see it very often so i was like oh that's weird like mm-hmm. why are they there so other than that i had a great time it was a Great weekend, great one day competition. And maybe I just, it's not that I don't care, but to me, I'm just like, oh yeah, cool. It's just like, it's just a comp to get in front of the judges and get feedback. And that's what you've said before, why we go to that one. So to me, I wasn't like, oh yeah, comp weekend, like raw, Mm -hmm. you know, like all hyped up like I usually am at like another competition. But it's, it was kind of cool. They, I thought that this year they had a lot more like food variety, you know, for the spectators because I like to eat food. And it was cool to get to see other teams that like we don't really compete against a lot and Mm -hmm. things like that. So it just, it was what it was. It was what it was. Yeah, it was a good weekend. It was good. I felt, you know, actually was really cool about this weekend. Probably the best part about this weekend was cheer parents. Super excited to introduce you to Lucky and Me, the sponsor for today's episode. Recently, I, but more specifically, our daughter, Joey, got her hands on the Layla Razorback Tops and the Amira Spankies, and she absolutely adored them. Not only did she look incredibly cute in their designs, but she loved how soft they were. Some of their products feature smooth seams, while others utilize wide waistbands and active stretch fabrics, but they're all crafted with comfort in mind. Not to mention their products that feature, check this out, stay put technology. Guys, we've all been at cheer practice before and seen the girl who can't stop picking her wedgies. Guys, don't let that be your kid. Plus, they're perfect for kids with sensory issues, making them inclusive for all families. Not only will your child love the look and the feel of the products, but Lucky and Me is dedicated to giving back, partnering with organizations like Cocoa Tree Kids to donate underwear and active sportswear to children in need. So whether you're a parent looking for quality and comfort, or you're just someone passionate about supporting brands that make a difference, Lucky and Me is the way to go. Visit their website today day luckyandme.com and use the promo code LTC15 to get 15% off your first order and experience the difference firsthand. Link 
in the show notes. We have really, really emphasized culture in the program this season, that we are going to fiercely protect our culture, probably more than ever, right? At least in the last few years. We probably emphasized it a lot when we first got to American because we were trying to change the culture, but we just kind of let it, I think as a director, you know, I kind of felt like the culture was just going to kind of take care of itself and I wasn't going to have to like continue to put more energy into it. Mm -hmm. And I noticed like, man, it's not the way I want it to be. So we've been like really really diligent about this is the most diligent we've been, especially this late into the season. Like we're all super diligent about it in the beginning of the season, first day of practice, first week of practice, first month of practice. And then we kind of let things drift back, but we've been extra diligent about being intentional about our culture every day at practice. And we're in November now, right? Anyway, when we got to competition, I saw how impactful us focusing on our culture all summer has been like we did stunt circle and the kids were just into it and we did warm-ups and the kids were just into it and it was like the best culture wise we've been in a lot like what I've wanted to see in our program in a long time so I was really really pleased by that especially with just it being a a one day Ontario and the kids know this isn't the make or break point of our season so it was really cool to see the kids so invested in that and so bought in on such a on a competition again that's not going to make or break our entire season right so that was really cool to see it was good again just going through the process of how to pre-warm up a team on how to get them into the warm-up room, taking the stage, getting the jitters out. I thought they all did a great job of, I said this last week, but controlling their emotions as far as in the warm-up room and on stage and dealing with, with those things. So yeah, and I thought the competition, for the most part, ran smoothly. I did like the way they set up, you know, I, I think at like a small event like this, not everyone needs to have a front view, which is kind of like what they were going for last year. And they set up the parent pit, which helped or the spectator viewing, the VIP viewing, whatever you want to call it. They set that up so that, you know, when you wanted to see a specific team, you, you can go and see a specific team. One thing I hate, guys, I hate it. I hate kneeling on the ground during a routine. I absolutely hate it. I'm on my knees on concrete for two minutes and 30 seconds. It's the absolute worst. I hate it. That's why you see me when the kids come out, I'm standing up. I stand up as long as I can. Great job, guys. Come on out. And I wait <laughs> until that music plays to sit out because I cannot be on my knees a second longer. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't really care for that too much, but that, you know, that's a minor thing, right? But yeah, I thought the, I thought the kids all look good, really pleased with our staff and just really pleased with our staff and their ability, just their initiative to like take ownership of the program and to just, you know, their initiative, you know, this year has just been great where they're able to just go like, no, I got this. I'm going to do this. And, you know, it's one thing, especially I know a lot of, I'll say, especially gym owners know this, that they feel like they have to do everything, right? They have to wear all the hats and they there's no one that they can really, really trust on their staff, right? Like I have to do all this, I have to do this. It feels good to have staff members you know, people on our team that we can trust and know that they'll, you know, hold down the fort. So anyway, that was about it. I guess we'll get to anything. Well, anything else you want to talk about about the comp? No, I'm good. There we go. Got choreo this week. I was going to get to a break, but we got choreo 
as we speak, as we're recording this, choreo this week, Brendan came, he's in town as we speak right now, doing choreography for our teams, doing some revamps. We usually get our revamps a little bit later in the season, but you know, we get our revamps. It's like, man, I love the additions we've made to the routine, but only have like a competition left. So I was like, let's try to hit the ground a little, you know, let's, let's get this stuff in sooner so we can hit our competition season up stronger. And yeah. And so I already love, you know, full disclosure. Um, we needed some new stuff. Blue needed a facelift. They needed a facelift, a tummy tuck, some Botox, <laughs> like <laughs> they needed it. And I'm so, not denying that. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I got some things so, to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, we we got to get these things taken care of. And we've needed it for a while, but I don't know, it just... We've needed it, but it wasn't the priority at the time. It's like, well, we're not competing against anyone. We know that Brendan's going to come and we'll just take care of all those things there. So what Brendan has done, and we were able to have a conversation with Brendan and go, hey, like this is this is kind of what we feel like we're lacking and this is what we need. And so he's come in and done. They have a, I mean, you know this by now, but they have a brand new dance, you know, four, four new eight counts of dance, right? And so he went, redid the opening. He's going to come in today again for them and redo, we'll add spice to the things he already redid in the opening. So I feel really a lot better, really confident with that. And then, you know, if we need any other tune-ups throughout the season, we'll make sure to get those done. But glad that we we're able to get those things done. And um, yeah, feel feel real good about that. But their skills are there. Like they have the skills. I just think we need like a reconstruction of how to highlight our skills to make them highlight our strengths so that we can, you know, present best to the judges. So, yeah. you know, but yeah. So anyway, let's get to a break and we come back. We've got the... The question of the week. Coaches, if we're coaching all year long, shouldn't we be learning all year long as well? Training shouldn't just happen in the summer. Coming up January 5th through the 7th of 2024, NextGen is hosting a two-day skills, business, and leadership conference in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Featuring keynote speaker Jeff Benson, friend of the show, Callie Ray Seitzer, my old teammate, and Sean Guzman, another friend of the show, and get that mid-year tune-up we all need to finish the season strong. Learn more and get registered at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. And we are back. This question comes to us from Coach Lauren. Routine cleanup staff original choreographer, guest coach with a fresh set of eyes. Great question. And honestly, we do all three. Lots of cleaning up from our own staff. We'll bring back the original choreographers. We'll do coaches swaps within our program. And I'll do video reviews for our coaches and our teams. So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for a big event, I'd love to help you out. You send me your routine and I'll send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have done this for have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D. Two Summit Champions. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkinsatme.com or on IG at Let's Talk Cheer Podcast. Link in the show notes. Moving right along, we've got our Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and all of our American Cheer tracks. Guys, oh, I forgot again. 
<laughs> so I'm going to start playing clips from the music on the pod. And I forgot again. I'm going to, I forgot again. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down right now. Music from the pod. Okay. B, hit us up with that sounds like that question of the guys. Sounds like that.com. Tell them let's talk to your podcast sent you. All right. What we got today? All right. So this is a long question. So just try to follow with me. What would you do? Summit hopeful team, lobby and parent vibes are not good. A handful of parents are extremely critical, negative, and bad talking coaches and other children. Any changes to routine form are met with extreme criticism. They are talking about, we shouldn't go to Summit. We can't even hit our routine. In quotations, our level three team is extremely talented and very close to hitting. We have five practices until showcase. I'm uncertain how to handle this scenario. It has created a toxic environment within the team, the lobby and beyond. One of our core values is family and this is not falling in line. Would you chat direct with the parents? Would you host a meeting with all parents on the team? Share some dialogue, desperate to turn this around. That is a great question. Um, And I know that a lot of gyms struggle and deal with that exact same scenario. Right before we started recording, I was waiting for you to log on. So I was like, I'm going to hop on Instagram Live and just kind of chat with the people before we start recording. And someone had basically said that in a nutshell, like, hey, I coach high school cheer and these parents are driving me crazy, right? Like, how do I handle this? So I know this is like, common, obviously for this code, but it's common in the industry and not even in the industry across all sports. So when I saw that question, I went to the comments, I already had a bunch of comments on it. And I clicked on the first comment that popped to the top was from Becky Herrera. And so shout out to Becky. She's been on the show before owner of cheer force, but she had put, I'm not even going to say everything else she put, but first word, she put educate, educate, educate. And I think that is such a good response is that our parents, need education because all of us always are always trying to make sense of the things that we see. We see something, we're trying to make sense of it. And if we don't understand it, we will 100% criticize what this person is doing. Why would you do it that way? Why are they doing it? And if they have bad history or bad you know, either based on your program or they came from another program or just life experience where they just don't have, you know, they have trust issues, then they're definitely going to, you know, question things. And once that ball gets rolling in the wrong, once momentum starts going in the wrong direction, then it's all downhill from there. So as you know, B, I send out our, our monthly emails to our families, right? We call it the Liberty Report. And I started that my first year here at American because I wanted our families to see that we had a plan in place, right? And so when you go to the June Liberty Report, it says, hey guys, during this time of the season, we're really focused on basics and technique and execution, right? You're not going to see the hardest level stunts or tumbling passes really focused on laying a foundation, right? Because I didn't want parents to go, why are they still working on sponges? They should be working on, you know, these high level skills are still working on these basic skills. I wanted the parents to know we're doing this on purpose. Hey guys, during the month of September, you're going to see that practices slow down a lot. Now, back then we were getting choreography in September, right? You're going to see practices slow down a lot in September. The reason why practices are slowing down is because we're really finalizing choreography positions. We just had choreography. We've got to make sure that the choreography works. You know, our our routines are over choreographed by two, eight counts. And so we need to find counts 
to take out of this routine. So you're not going to see as much skill building going on at practices as you saw, you know, in a July month, right? And I wanted parents to understand that we're not just being lazy at practice and not running efficient practices, but that we are, you know, we're doing this on purpose. We had to slow down on purpose so that we can get these things taken care of. Hey, in October, we're focused on running full outs. We are not focused on hitting clean routines. We're focused on getting the athletes as strong as possible. So if you see the athletes and they look a hot mess, and this is one thing I've literally been saying for the last eight years, they will walk out of practice looking like a bus just hit them. Yeah, that's completely normal for October, right? But I wanted our parents to understand that what they see on the floor is a part of the plan. Because if you don't understand that's part of the plan, you'll question it. Why aren't they running? Why aren't they doing these stunts? Why are they not running full outs yet? Why do these full outs look a hot mess? Why are practices so slow right now, right? And so educate, educate, educate. Another reason why I started the the Facebook lives when we go over the score sheets, education for the parents. So they under they have a better understanding of what's going on. Not only does it give the parents a better understanding of what's going on, they have an understanding that I have an understanding. It looks like Jason knows what he's talking about. No matter what, you know, this happens a lot, right? Um, you know, one of the reasons if you've ever heard me, you might not. Uh, yeah, I guess you have heard me say this, but I don't watch choreography, right? When Brendan's there, I try to stay out of his hair. I don't want to, he's like when he's moving kids around and doing stuff, I don't want to be the guy like, hey, 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 hey. I just go, hey, Brendan, I trust you. You know, do your thing, come back, right? And if we have to make adjustments, we'll make adjustments. But I want to let him try to be free to do his thing and not feel the pressure of me like over his shoulder, right? And so, because Brendan has proven to me that, you know, he's a good choreographer, right? And he has our best interests in mind. And so I think like when we go and do our score sheet lives or when I do the emails and things like that, it reinforces to our parents like, oh, I think Jason might know what he's talking about. Even if I don't understand what I'm seeing from the program right now, I trust that he's guiding us in the in the correct direction, right? Um, and you know, and we're, we're, we're back to doing our monthly Facebook lives again last week or last last month it was a Zoom live. But we're back to doing that again, again, for education for the parents to try to mitigate, you know, that exact scenario. Now, a couple of times in my tenure here, we have had that same situation pop up. Lots of parents critical of a particular team. When that has happened, right, and it's like overly critical, right? We've 100% shut practices down. Said, all right, parents, you guys have lost your privilege to sit and watch, you know, this team practice. So we're going to close practices for this time being. Um, She mentioned they have five practices until showcase. I would probably definitely close practices practices until showcase and maybe even the first competition and just let them know we need to have a positive environment because the parents negative environment in the lobby 100% has a negative impact on the athletes on the floor. And so I would remove that from that hurdle from the program or from that team and just say, Hey guys, for the next uh, two and a half weeks, we're not going to have parents at practice. We need the athletes to focus a little bit more and maybe until the first competition, like I'm leaning towards, like, I feel like I would do the first competition. I'm just not sure when your first competition is, but I would definitely do it for the first, at least until the first uh, or until the showcase. Now, should I talk to all the parents? I would, it depends. I think the one thing you have to do is talk to the ringleader. Usually there's one person who's just riled up and you definitely need to talk to the ringleader and do whatever you need to do 
accordingly, right? And I've had teams where things were going seemingly okay until the ringleader walked in and then started riling everyone up like everyone was okay. I had one dad come up to me like, hey, Jason, you know, I just want to let you know that everything is great until that mom walks in the lobby. So you might want to do something about that. (laughs) Duly noted. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Right. And I had to do something about that. Right. And so I would probably... I probably wouldn't take on, I mean, I probably would. My suggestion isn't for you to take on all the parents at one time and feel kind of overwhelmed. Parents can get overwhelming, especially when they all like group up and attack you. It might be better to handle it on a one-on-one situation. A lot of parents are neutral. You know, there's a few parents who don't like and enjoy everything you do at the program. There's some who absolutely love everything you do. And then there's some who are just kind of neutral and they're just kind of there, whatever. And and they're getting riled up by everyone. And so they don't necessarily have a problem. And lots of parents, and this is people in general, don't want to be disagreeable. And so as they're sitting in the lobby, all they're really trying to do is watch their kid. And when someone is like bad mouthing someone, like they're venting to the person, the person next to them is venting to them. They kind of just shake their head and go, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yep. I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. They don't really feel that way. They just don't feel like arguing with you or that other person about stuff they don't really care about, right? Like, I'm not trying to get an argument with you about how you feel about this team. It's not how I feel. I'm just agreeing with. So a lot of parents just don't want to be disagreeable. And so that could be playing a negative hindrance as well. So yeah, I would definitely talk to the ringleader and, you know, find out what people's grievances are. And um, yeah, shut down practices for a little bit. Focus on the education of your parents and building making sure they have you have given them a reason to trust you not that you haven't b what you got homie i have nothing (laughs) i i know that's kind of weird but i don't i don't have anything i feel like i just go back to we're all adults and let our kids have fun yeah that's where i'm at with it and one thing i'll say man fiercely protect your culture you know it's been the motto of this season that we are going to fiercely protect our culture and so i'm saying this to all the coaches uh gym directors owners and even the parents you we need to fiercely protect our culture. It's one thing I've been telling our kids, fiercely protect our culture, right? And that goes for the parents in the lobby. What program do you want to be a part of? What is the program that you want to be a part of? And you need to act accordingly, right? Be a part of the program you want to be a part of and fiercely protect your culture, right? If someone is not doing, if someone's not living up to the standard, then we've got to do something about that, right? If there's a parent not living up to the standard and you're a parent, I challenge you to call them out, right? We're trying to fiercely protect our culture. So let's, you know, to everyone, athletes, coaches, owners, gym directors, parents, grandparents, auntie and uncles, fiercely protect your culture. Boom. Let's get to a break. When we get back, we're going to see what's popping with the parents. Attention, cheer parents. I always say this. If your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At Tumble Track, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence. 
confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleaders' dreams soar. Link in the show notes. And we are back. So we're going to get into our next segment, What's Poppin' with the Parents? So again, this segment is when we come across something that parents are talking about, and then we throw in our two cents there. So so B, what are the parents talking about right now? What's going on with the parents? Okay, so this person says, hi, Jason and Brittany. Love your podcast. Thank you. I'm a team mom and writing with a specific question that I'd like your opinion on as a coach, director, and parent. They want to stay anonymous. There's an athlete on her daughter's team who told her her family is planning a cross-country move right after showcase. The athlete has not told the coaches, and I have not confirmed the move with the parents. What do I do? Keep my mouth shut or tell the gym coaches? Said athlete is an integral part of the routine. Thank you for your perspective. Uh, So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, No, you can go first. Go ahead. I have actually had a very similar situation happen to me, not with American, but with our middle school team that my girls are on. And I almost identical got wind of something, you know, the kid might have not been moving across country, but they were, you know, thinking about moving schools. And I, this was, you know, at the beginning of tryouts when I had heard this and I just kept thinking in my head, like, well, that stinks because that means that if she quits, we're going to have one less kid on our team and that spot could have been given to somebody else if the coaches would have known about Mm -hmm. this. And so that puts us one man down. So, you know, then it's like, okay, as coaches, what do they say? Oh, you know what? She was pretty good. Let's take her. Or do they just say, okay, now we are one athlete less. I told the coaches and I just informed them and said, hey, this is what my children are telling me. I just think you should know because it's not fair to all the girls that are going to be staying and that spot could have been given to somebody mm-hmm. else. And that's just truly how I feel. Like, yeah, it probably wasn't my place to say that. But when you care about a team, there's you 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 might have to like think about it for a little bit and explain like what like try to come up with the right way to explain it and how to approach it um but i definitely think like hey this there's some chatter of this going on and you should tell a coach Mm -hmm. or director just because you don't know what's going on in that gym like maybe they already got choreography and they might not have the money for the choreographer to come back so then they have to deal with that. And, you know, how do we replace this person? There's, I just feel like there's a lot that goes into it and the coaches should know. B, I 100% agree with you (laughs) that that Mm. parent should inform the coaches. And I like the way how you said it. I don't think that the parent should state it as fact, as you said, but just go up to the coach gym owner, direct, whoever you're talking to. Hey, I just want to let you know, I heard a rumor and I'm not sure if you've heard this mm-hmm. yet or if it's true, but the rumor has it is that Susie is going to be moving right after showcase. So I want to let you know so you can do your investigation, so you guys can do whatever 
you need to do, right? A hundred percent. If I were that parent, I would let them know because it has one, it has a hundred percent impact on that team moving forward. And too many people, right? We have single moms out there working two jobs, trying to make, trying to make ends meet to have their kid in all-star cheerleading. And then for someone else, just up and move, right? Like you, like all this thing, all these things, this mom is sacrificing to have her kid in that program and all the things those kids are sacrificing to be in the program. And then you're just going to disrupt the team without telling anyone is just flat out selfish, right? And so, yeah, I would say, hey, no, no, no. I'm just letting you guys know as coaches that this is what I've heard and then let the coaches do whatever investigation that they have to do. If I were the coach and I heard that, hey, I heard Susie's going to be moving. I'm not sure if it's true, Coach Jason, but rumor has it Susie's moving to Idaho (laughs) after showcase. If I were that you know, you know, someone came with me, I would came to me with that. I'd be like, Hey, Susie's mother, can we talk? Can we meet, you know, (laughs) tomorrow after practice? And yeah. And I would say, Hey, (laughs) I'm not saying it's true. You know how rumors can be. So I just wanted to verify it with you. But the rumor has it that you guys are moving to Idaho after the showcase. Is there any truth to that? And, you know, and they and you've given them the opportunity to come to come forth. Oh, my gosh. No, we're not moving. Man, my oldest son and her and his dad are moving to Idaho. But me and and Susie are staying here. Oh, that makes sense. I got it. Oh, or they say, I just haven't been, I didn't know how to tell you it, but yes, we're moving and I'm so sorry we haven't told you and you know, whatever. And we love your program and you know, whatever, but I would hundred percent go and talk to that parent and find out cause you need to know so you can make adjustments as a team moving forward. Again, with everyone who approaches this conversation, I would not approach anything as is it, as if it's factual, everything would be tentatively yeah. speaking. And I'm just letting you know, I heard a rumor. You don't want to go in attacking people on things you don't know are true. I would let, Hey, there's a rumor. I just want to get your side of the, I just want to hear your side of the story. Cause this is what I'm hearing. And what I feel is happening is that this is going to happen. So anyway, but yeah, so I hope that helps anonymous cheer mom. And um, <laughs> I hope whatever the situation is, whether the athlete stays or goes, you guys can make the best out of it and make it happen. And you know, I hope you guys can. So um, we're going to go ahead, get to, or, or anything else you want to add on to that, B? Nope. All right. Well, we'll get to one more break. And then we got the coach's comment, which I'm even, we're, we're just going to talk, I guess. So we're going to find out what we're talking about right here. So anyway, one more break. <laughs> Let's go. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how NextGen can help you. Book a call at nextgenowners.com. And we are back. Now we got we got a juicy little coach's comment here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is juicy. So it's 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 a cold world, B. It's a cold world out there. Mm-hmm. So uh let's hear it, B. Okay. 
PSA, shame on you if you're offering kids a spot on a team when they come to your facility for lessons or classes, especially when they have been on another team since the start of the season. You don't think about the whole team of athletes that it's about to affect. You wouldn't want that to happen to you, but I guess we don't think about ethics in business anymore. Anything for a buck or a win these days, I mean anything. Man, and this- Mic drop. This kind of, that's actually pretty funny that you said mic drop (laughs) this actually goes with kind of the same thing that we talked about in the last segment and it it ties back to this treat people the way you want to be treated golden rule treat people the way you want to be treated Uh, in that other scenario yeah one that first parent who's moving should be telling should have told the gym flat out if, if it's true that they are moving they should have told the gym flat out hey we're moving so you guys can make your arrangements it was last minute i know that this disrupts the team but i want to tell you so you had plenty of time to make any adjustments that you needed to make right treat people the way you want to be treated because you wouldn't want anyone just dropping the ball like that on you and the same thing right here recruiting athletes right you know they cheer at this gym but they take tumbling at this other gym for you know various circumstances but then you take it upon yourself to recruit them to your team, assuming these things are true, you wouldn't want anyone to do that to you. Like I said, B, it's a cold world out there. So, you know, and so I'll go back to treat people that we want to be treated, but this is a hundred percent true. And families in our gym now, a hundred percent can verify this. We're in a town with two other programs and we get phone calls from gyms that go, Hey, my daughter is not happy at, at our current gym. Do you guys have a spot for them? Right. And a hundred percent parents in our gym can verify this because they were the ones who called me when they were still attached to that other program. And I go, Hey, I'm sorry to hear that you're having a rough time at that gym, but I do not accept athletes from other gyms. Finish out your season. And again, I think it's best for the athlete to finish out their season with their team to honor their commitments, even though it'd be very beneficial for us to have those kids in our gym. I think it's best for the athletes to learn how to honor their commitments with their gym, even if they're not happy with the circumstances in their gym. If after the season is done, you want to move on, that's 100% your right to move on to another gym. And if you want to come to us, then we'll evaluate you and you'll, you know, we'll place you on one of our teams. But while the season is in session and you're on this team, you know, sorry, that's the team you're on. Now, if that athlete quits their team, they're completely done with that program, they've quit, then they come over and say, hey, Jason, you have a spot? Well, maybe we'll, t- well, now we can at least have a conversation. We might not have a spot for you, but we can at least have a conversation. But if you are attached to another gym and you're a part of another gym, then you're off limits to me because I wouldn't want anyone doing that to our athletes. And so I'm not going to do it to, you know, the gyms down the street from us, but it's a cold world out there. You know, I don't even know what else to say. I don't think I can convince other gyms not to do it, not to recruit active athletes. But anyway, (laughs) I I don't think I can convince it. So it's hard. I only want to talk to a wall. It's like talking to a wall. Like, you know, I'm not going to convince them if if that's what their business practices are. That's what their business practices are. You know, yeah, ain't going to be me. So anyway, B, you got anything to say about this cold world we live in? (laughs) 
when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm glad that someone did a PSA about this because I I completely agree with everything you said. Like, you wouldn't want it happening to you. I mean, that's just like Joey stealing her cousin's toy and you're like, no, don't steal her toy because you wouldn't want her to steal mm-hmm. your toy. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's a weird explanation, but it's the truth. Like, you don't want someone to do it to you, so mm-hmm. why are you going to do it to somebody else? No, yeah, I feel you. Oh, I don't think this was meant to be anonymous now that I think about it because it was on this person's story. Remember why I said, oh, that was funny that you said mic drop. The person's oh. name is Mike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh and funny. I was like, not going to say anything, but it was on their story. So I think it is out there. Maybe it was on their private story. Who knows? I don't know. Sorry, yeah. Mike. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, no, it's a cold world out there, man. It really is. So, and I think, you know, one thing I always think about when I first moved to American, Colleen was the owner at BCA, which is now CVA. Mm-hmm. And when I first moved to American, I called Colleen up. I said, hey, you know, I tried to, I, I can't remember how I got in contact with her, but I got in contact with her and tried to strike up a relationship with Colleen. Said, hey, you know, we're going to be here. You know, I'm here. I just want to make sure we have a cordial relationship. You know, same thing with the other gym in town, uh, Rain Elite, you know, called them up, said, hey, you know, let's have some agreements between us. Uh, when Colleen eventually left BCA and then it went to uh, the owners of Jackie and Cobby over at CVA, when it went to them, you know, we had a conversation and I remember me and Cobby had a conversation. And I remember saying something like, you know, you and I presumably are going to be here far longer than these these families are, right? You know, the families are here and they're going to come and they're going to go. But hopefully 20 years from now, both of us are still here in town and both of our businesses are doing great, right? And so it's really important to me that we had a, a relationship, right? Like we had a, a good relationship or at least a working relationship with each other, you know, because we're, we're going to be in the same town, again, presumably for a long time, Right. And so, and you know, and we, we said, Hey, kids are going to come and going to go. Some kids are going to leave us and go to you. Some kids are going to leave you and go to us. And you know, it is what it is. Like that's just the nature of doing business, you know, having the same offering the same product in the same market. Right. Yeah. But I want to keep things cordial between us. Right. And so, you know, we've tried our best to do that. And so again, I know I, you know, obviously I know that kids will eventually come over to us for whatever reasons and kids will go over to them for whatever reason reasons. But again, you're not going to catch me actively recruiting any of their kids. Like it's just not going to happen. So, you know, there's just too many kids. There's 500,000 people in Bakersfield. Why do I need those kids? You know, there's 500,000 people in Bakersfield, right? We don't need, and there's a kid on every corner, literally. So, you know, I don't need their kids. Anyway, Kelly used to say this, go to the soccer fields. There's kids at the soccer fields. (laughs) Go to the soccer fields and get kids, you know, (laughs) go to the soccer fields, people. So anyway, that's funny. I don't know. Well, you got anything else to be? I don't. There we go. Let's go. Let's see. Do I have any encouragement for the coaches? I just for everyone, I hope you're still on listening. Fiercely protect your culture. And that's a new challenge I'm going to put out to the parents. I never really think about it with the parents. I've been thinking about with the the athletes a lot and just our coaches making sure we maintain that. But I'm going to put it out there to the parents as well. Let's fiercely protect our culture and be a part of the program we want to be a part of. So that being said, five, six, seven, eight, we're we're out. out. Hey, let's talk cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. 
If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.